1: This is the Dr. Trudy Podcast, where together we learn to choose faith over fear, contentment over chaos, where we discover what it takes to live a life of victory. Dr. Trudy Simmons has a PhD in counseling. She's a certified life coach, a television host. She's completed 12 Ironman competitions. But if you were to ask her who she is, she'd tell you she's a woman of faith, a wife, and a mother. She's an overcomer with a calling and a gift for helping others to pull through the tough stuff. Thanks for joining us today. Here again is Dr. Trudy.
2: Hey friends, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. I'm so excited um, that you are tuning in today, whether you're listening by radio, podcast, YouTube, Facebook, or you're watching on one of our um, amazing networks that we're on. We love taking challenging topics and weighing against the Word of God because God is does have a view, um, and today I have my one of my favorite friends with me, um, Lynn. Thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, and you're one of my favorites too. We always have fun. We really do have fun. Um, we really do. And so, Lynn, um, you've been on the the Christian View in in studio, and then I've been out to Nashville to interview you. So I've had a couple of amazing interviews with you. And you wrote the book, Bipolar to Beloved, which is amazing.
3: Thank you. And the workbook.
2: Yes, and the workbook. Tell us a little bit about that before we get into our topic today. Well,
3: I was diagnosed bipolar. If I would have been diagnosed as a child, I would have been diagnosed as a bipolar child. But there's facts and there's truth. And Jesus said, I have the mind of Christ. Right. So. When I I learned, I got to pick who I wanted to believe and I got to change a lot of my thinking and attitudes and words and who I believed. Right. So I'm not bipolar.
2: Amen. You are not, you know, one thing, you know, growing up, I was labeled so many things, you know, labeled, you know, dyslexia, ADHD. You know, they always told me you're never going to amount to anything. Just stay in the back, get married, let someone take care of you. You know, and I can't stand labels, and I'm sure you feel the same way, that the labels that the world put on us, are they just, they just harm us and keep us stuck.
3: Well, I was told there was something wrong with me. Right. But that's not what God says. There, there were some uh, symptoms. Right. But God's truth will set you free. Amen. I am not
2: bipolar. I'm right. black. If it's and you're looking like God did it. I'm sorry. And I said, and you're beloved. You're you're beloved, but you're also victorious, right? And so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today: is living a victorious life, living from victory, not living to victory, but living from victory. And as daughters and sons of the King, we can ha- we have that ability, don't we, to live from victory. Absolutely. Um, Hosea four six is one of my
3: favorite scriptures and it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Right. So basically I have new uh I have a new understanding on the word of God. It's not like I just read it, I apply it today and and, and that matters.
2: And I think a good visual, Lynn, would you agree, is is a is is a root system in a tree. You know, we can we can open up God's Word and we can read it, but unless we let it take root and spread its, you know, the roots deep into our hearts, it's just going to be another book we read, right? Correct.
3: And and um, I love the analogy of the tree. Even Psalm one will be planted like trees planted by rivers of living water and it it actually reflects what the neurons in our brain look like, mm-hmm. and when we're healthy, having loving, patient, kind, encouraging hope filled thoughts of love instead of fear, right um our trees flourish, but the fear it, it can kill off the branches, branches the the negativity right and and then we we do dysfunction.
2: We, we do. And you think about it. You think about a brain and you think about a root system. You think about a healthy root system. But if you think about a unhealthy root system or a dark root system, it just, it just covers everything and locks it down so it can't move. But if you think about a healthy root, se- a healthy root system, it kind of feeds out, right? It just it kind of goes out deep and long. But an unhealthy one just kind of bottles everything up and just keeps it right there and turns everything you know, it really just can't grow. And so it turns it dark and then it just, the root system just dies.
3: Right, right. And, um, and, and it, so do different parts of our body. Right. right. Because maybe our, our negative fears or, or attitudes towards different things kills off something in our brain, those little branches in our right. brain that feed your gallbladder right. or right. liver or heart.
2: Absolutely. So, Absolutely. You know, one of my favorite verses is John ten ten. And it says, The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I, Christ, have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. So it leads me into, you know, we have an enemy, right? We right. you know, Ephesians six twelve, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities of this dark world. So we have an enemy, don't we, Lynn? Yes, we do, and he's called the father of lies. <laughs> So I was
3: lied to and and there are facts, but there is truth. Right. And, and as I, I started to believe God about what was said about me instead of my roots, like my family line. Right. No, we, you know, I sound just like my mother. Well, that can be good or bad. Right. Right. Depends on if I'm throwing accusations and insults or if I am encouraging and nurturing
2: right we get to choose what we believe but i do know you know from being a counselor you probably know this as well from your past and from you know you counsel people as well sometimes those lies sound so truthful and they're so easy to believe because the devil is cunning and he is he's a schemer and he knows our weak points and he knows our triggers don't you think
3: Yes. And of course, he instills them in our childhood where we don't have the, the ability to say, no, I, I'm not an idiot. Right. Uh, that's a reflection of your own heart onto me. You know, so today I have understanding about that.
2: Right. And you know, I don't think, you know, the dark side, you know, the, the demonic side, the, the the, what we wrestle against has been talked about in the body of Christ. I was speaking at a, a, a women's event, a couple of, it was probably about three years ago and I brought it up. I brought up, you know, um, the fruit of the spirit. I brought up, up the um, the gifts of the Holy spirit. I brought up the demonic side. And when I was finished um, with my women's presentation, the women's pastor came up to me. She goes, Oh, that was just wonderful. But you know, we don't believe in that. And I, in front of everybody. And I was like, but it's in scripture, you know. But it's in scripture, and so, but we don't talk about it. Why do you think we don't talk much about? You know, there are demons. We do wrestle against. You know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities of this dark world. But people aren't wanting to talk about it as much, or we we, we didn't talk about it. You know, when we were growing up. Well, I think a lot of it is
3: is because a lot of the power has been taught out of the church, power to heal, power to save, power to deliver. Jesus did the whole works. It was balanced, body, soul, and spirit. And and we've gotten off balance. You know, it's kind of like ignore it and it'll go away. Right. It it doesn't go away. It just empowers darkness. And I think, you know, it's fear-based, lack of knowledge. How do we deal with this? Um, it's, it's much easier to give it a diagnosis and, and treat the symptoms than it is to actually go to the root. I think, you know, right. Christians, I know when I was a kid, I watched the movie, The Exorcist. My oh. mother wouldn't let me. Um, but I, I don't remember if I watched it or read the book now. All I know is it terrified me. Yes. And, and, uh, today I'm not terrified, but I, I'm, I'm grateful that I've got authority over it.
2: Amen. Amen. I wrote this down earlier. I was reading some scriptures and it says the Bible doesn't say ignore the devil and he will leave us alone. It doesn't say that. And a lot of people think, oh, if we don't talk about it, if we put it over here in the corner, it's going to go away. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. So we're supposed to be mindful that we have an adversary. We have an enemy. And when we resist him, that's when he flees. Not when we ignore him. He's not, you know, he's going to go away. He's going to go. No, we have to acknowledge and we have to remember that we, we have all we need, right, to defeat the enemy and his schemes. Right. And, and th-
3: truthfully, for, for about a year, I was bipolar, suicidal, borderline personality disorder, eating disorders, addiction, anxiety. Um, I, I mean, just that's the short list. And for about a year, I was going in this little healing room, and the woman there would have me confess. Forgive, right, repent, renounce, and then I'd say to her, is that it? And she goes, Yeah. See you next week. And I would be sitting there, have you know, doing it, talking like you and I are now. I, I didn't have a manifestation once. Um the only thing I could say is like, all right, I gotta go to the grocery store. Right. Now, see you. see you next week. It wasn't till a year later when I went to a conference and this man was saying, we go into mental institutions. People get set free of their demons and they walk out and I'm going, they have demons in there? <gasps> Wait a minute. I was in a mental institution. Right. Oh, did I have demons? Oh, oh my gosh. Well, it, it certainly, uh it wasn't God that, Had me wanting to kill myself. Right. Maybe it was a spirit of suicide. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've had encounters. It's, it's the first chapter of the book. And I've run into so many people who've had had encounters with spiritual things. And I didn't, just didn't know to be careful what I read, watched, listened to. Didn't know it was broadcasting. Well, Mm -hmm. Jesus talks about casting demons out of people. In fact, he commands us to absolutely
2: yeah. we have and we have the authority which is the, the beautiful part we have the authority he's given us everything we need for life and godliness and it's not you know again it's not something for those listening it's not something to be afraid of right because he's god has given us everything we need for life and godliness and so it's it's something that when and you know i think about what you just said that when you are going to um, to meet with that lady, you know, when you, when you're, um, and I want to be careful how I say this, but when you cast out a, a, a demon, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be all screaming and hollering and forceful. It can be, but because we have the authority, you know, as Jesus said, just come out and they come out, right? It doesn't have to be this big, elaborate presentation.
3: No, no, not at all. In fact, what I've learned is when I was confessing, um, like for example, we used to play with Ouija boards after church, mm-hmm. uh, and as a kid, right? You know, and so as I'm confessing my involvement in the cult, a cult, forgiving those who've influenced me, I didn't buy that Ouija board as a kid, you know. My mother did, right? And my my my, my mother's friend, you know, she's also the one that. Years later, prayed the prayers of inner healing and deliverance over me because my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But as I renounce and break agreements with the occult, I'm going. Okay, is that it? And and little by little, the 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 torment,
2: right? Yes, left me, and I had no idea. Yeah, let's talk. Nobody screamed. Right. Because you broke that, you know, let's talk about unforgiveness for a minute because unforgiveness brings torment, right? Unforgiveness to Jesus, right? It affects your, it affects your soul, the unforgiveness. And so when you're, when you're letting, when you're releasing people, I can just picture it as as you release people, the Lord is, the strings are being cut so that you can be more free to run more in victory. Does does that make sense? Yes.
3: Um. As long as I'm, Taking offense, and you you have to take offense. Right. Um, As long as I'm taking offense, then I I open the door for the tormentor, Mm -hmm. and it really does uh, torment. And and you know, people go, "I have a right to be offended." Well, you have a right to be tormented. No, Satan's got a right to torment you now. Right. You know,
2: you've given him him legal access through that offense. And Scripture says it says. Uh, take no offense for people, and woe to you if you do. You know you're setting yourself up. You're giving the the enemy legal rights to, you know, torment you. And and we, when my husband and I, we led the marriage ministry at our church for nine years. We we did John Bevere's book, um, oh, The Bait of Satan, and we I mean, we taught that three or four times in nine years because people just didn't understand. They thought, well, I, like you said, I have a right to hold on to this unforgiveness. I have a right because look what they did. Look what they did to me. But, you know, you've heard it before. When you, when you um, forgive someone, it's not for them. It's for our
3: heart, right? Right. And I heard it said once, Jesus didn't die to give us rights. He, okay. he died to give us freedom. Amen. And, um, you know, you have a right to uh, free will. You, you can... You know, live in hell like I did any yeah. day. I can go right back there, just right. you know, pick up an offense. And sometimes it's really hard to guard your heart, mm-hmm. you know, it, it takes you by surprise. Maybe it lands on an old wounding, amen. You know? Yeah,
2: and maybe so. it lands on the old wound. And it could be if it lands on that old, old wound, Lynn, is because. We have two choices, right? We either can take that old wound and give it to God for healing, or we take up the offense and we feed that old wound. And a lot of times, you know, even in the counseling office, I think it's easier for people to take up that offense and feed the old wound because it feels familiar. But again, we're giving access to the enemy. Right. So so uh, one time I
3: had to learn that I love jesus more than i was willing to be angry with you right you know i have to go you know there's a word called meekness and um i think it says enduring injury without resentment right. in the dictionary mm-hmm. and and that's not a model of our culture in america for the world
2: oh no no it's, it's definitely not meekness is considered weak Right? But Jesus was meek. Jesus was very meek, but yet he had, he walked in authority, he walked in conviction, he walked in boldness, and he walked in meekness. You know, and I think it's because he knew truly who he was. You know, he knew his identity was anchored. Um, And I think once we can, you know, again, resist the devil so he will flee, so we can know who we truly are in Christ, that's when we can walk in unforgiveness. Walk in and and not be offended, right? Because it's truly really not about us anyway. It's a it's all about it's all about Jesus. I mean, um, I you know, but I do want to talk about um how like you know we're talking about you know demons are real, Demo- you know um offense unforgiveness opens the door for the demonic access. So in your life, has has that open door? Um, cause like physical illnesses or can we talk a little bit about, about that, how we open that door to the demonic and it, it wreaks havoc inside our bodies? Yes. Um, there is a
3: book uh, that I, I've learned about called the more excellent way by Dr. Henry, Henry Wright. Yes. And he often ties emotions to yeah. illnesses. Right. Well, maybe it's an emotion and maybe it's a spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe spirits cause damage to your body wherever they occupy, you know, whether they're in you, on you, around you. I don't know if it's even relevant, but it, it does affect my thinking. And I, I, I don't want to, uh, poison the toxic thoughts myself with unforgiveness and negativity that certainly will kill me.
2: I agree. So I, I – um, hello, Barbara Ann Jetter. We love you back. Um, I actually went to Henry Wright's conferences for about three years um, for my life, for their life, learning how to set people free. Because when um, – something happened to me years ago, and I um, – and one thing Henry Wright said was for every physical illness, there could be a spiritual binding and so for me, something tragic happened. And I, um, all of a sudden out of nowhere developed Graves disease, which was attacking my thyroid, which was, I lost, uh, I lost, my hair was falling out. My nails were coming off. Um, I think I was down to 92 pounds and it was because this traumatic event happened and unforgiveness set in and bitterness set in. So I started going to Henry Wright, um, to be set free. And I I learned so much about, you know, issues with heart disease and unforgiveness, bitterness and arthritis. And and I'm not saying that if people are listening today because they're struggling with this illness it's because of unforgiveness. That's something that the Lord has to show people. But for me, it was an eye opener to say, wow, um, I need to walk in unforgiveness. I can't walk in bitterness. I've got to learn to let go no matter what. But Henry Wright's ministry was a huge um, access to my life. Is that the right word? Um, when I was going through a lot of healing in my life. And I was also, um, I couldn't get pregnant. And mm-hmm. after going through his, his courses and um, healing and the unforgiveness and all that, the Lord allowed us to have a, have, a, have a child. And so I do think that it is so relevant. You know, not everything Not everything has a spiritual, but I would, you know, think that so many do, or so many are connected to the demonic. Right. Right. Yeah. We live in a fallen world
3: and and there's pollution and the food, the nutrients aren't there like they used to be. And, 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 you know, we are body, soul, and spirit. But I I had all these silly mystery illnesses. I developed rashes all over all of a sudden just wake up with rheumatoid arthritis Mm -hmm. and couldn't walk. And I'm going to doctors and I'm, I'm treating, you know, being treated with uh, different pills that it was, it was always a mystery. Right. um, How these things just flare up overnight, Mm -hmm. but you know, I don't have those issues anymore. Mm -hmm. They, they went away. Right. And I'm grateful for that. Now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm also very aware, aware of all the chemicals in, in our, in our food and our our products that we use in our home, even lotions and shampoos. So I'm, I'm becoming more and more diligent about that. Um, but the truth is I had so many unexplained things and today I, I'm grateful I don't have those anymore.
2: Yes, you are. You are. You are such a a bright light in a dark world. You're such an inspiration. You know, and we talked a little bit about emotions and God has given us those emotions. Right. And it's great to have those emotions as long as they don't have you. Right. So we can have those emotions. But if we let those emotions control us and have us, then we are going to live in defeat. We are going to open that door to the enemy. I think about. You know, I struggled with depression for a long time until the Lord set me free. But I had to do the work. Right. And, you know, I think people we need to learn. We've we've got to do the work. It's not going to, you know, salvation was a cost. It cost, you know, God, his son. But it, it was still free for us. But we've still got to do the work to to move forward in Christ. Don't you agree? I do. I believe it's in Mark chapter four. Jesus said, if you have
3: eyes to see and ears to hear, you must respond. But those who don't respond, what little they think they have will be taken from them. So respond. What do you do when you respond maybe to, um, when you first met your husband, you wanted to learn all about him, right? What did he like? What did he not like? You want to please him because he's, you're in lust. Well, he's the lover of our souls. Mm-hmm. He loves us. You know, it's not because we're brilliant. It's because he first chose us. Right. And, and so uh, I'm certainly grateful. And it is a love story. Though. The whole Bible's a love story. And I just had the wrong perception and thought it was an anger story. Um, mostly because I, I thought if my mom was angry as a kid and then God was angry. Right. And, then I unfortunately heard it preached from some pulpits growing mm-hmm. up that God was angry. Right. Well, and I, I think I read somewhere in the Bible that God is love. Amen. And, and, you know, love does correct, but it doesn't punish. Right. The religious spirit punishes. Absolutely. And there is a difference.
2: I love that. Love. I love what you just said. Repeat that for me. A love I love disciplines,
3: love corrects, but religion punishes. Yeah. You're never good enough. You're never enough. Yeah. I read an, uh, a line in, in a book, a title once. Just the title set me free. It said, Jesus, stranger to self-hate.
2: Oh, that's good. I'm like, Dang. that's good. You know, because yeah. when God created us, Lynn, he created us in his image. And he created us. And when he said, when, we, when he was done, he said, it, it is good. And so... When we struggle, and I know people struggle with this because I struggled with it for a long time and you struggled with it for a long time. When we struggle with self-hate and self-condemnation, we are, we are telling Father God that what he created wasn't good enough. And that breaks his heart because he looks at us with love and with excitement and not condemnation or shame. Correct. When I, I find myself
3: tormented in my mind, uh, in any way, you know, depressed, discouragement, this, yes. uh, you know, I'm believing a lie. Absolutely, you know, and, and when I'm I'm uh, in my right mind with God, yeah, I've got mm-hmm. the mind of Christ, and and the accuser comes and says, you know, how you went off right. on that, whatever, you know, see how you are, and I'm yes. gone. Shoot, you're right. Father, in the name of Jesus, please
2: forgive me. I I repent. And that's great. That's what I want to close on. Is so when we're when we're struggling, when we're, you know, when we're mind is full of torment, chaos, confusion, let's just end the next couple of minutes with some powerful tools that people can do to shut up the enemy because he needs to be shut up. And if we can shut him up before the um what's it called? The
3: the oppression.
2: Yeah, before the oppression starts or the ball starts rolling, if we can shut him up, then we can go about our day victorious. So let's talk about just a few tools to shut the devil up when those when those thoughts start coming in. Well. I, uh, one of my favorite tools is meditating on scripture. I
3: love the word of God because it's the spirit of truth. He is truth. And, and as I meditate on scripture, it creates new neural pathways in my head. And the word of God, it says in Jeremiah is a hammer, a fire, a sword. Well, I, you know, when I start feeling, uh, discouraged, so I'm like, oh, I'm brave and courageous. Joshua one nine, you know, I meditate, recite the word day and night, and I am successful in all I do. That's what the word says. So he said it. I believe it. That's truth. So there. You know,
2: know, I want to add, like, so start speaking God's word, speak it, you know, write it on your mirrors, write it on the walls, wherever. And even if you don't believe it right then, the more you speak it, and you sneak it into the atmosphere, then the more you're going to believe it. But you have to start speaking God's word back. I am the righteousness of Christ. I am fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. I lack no good thing. I have have the power to trample scorpions and serpents and to defeat the schemes of the enemy. I think the more we start talking back to the enemy by using God's word as our tool, meditating, praise, worship, you, we can be game changers, atmosphere shifters, only in the name of Jesus, though, not in our own strength, in the name of Jesus. Right, right. And, and I had to agree with God
3: on, on who he says I am and where I don't believe that I am uh, patient because maybe I'm not acting it. I get to meditate on different scriptures on patience. Right. And I personalize them. I land the patient as I endeavor to understand others. I am merciful. You know, I'm, I'm slow to anger, rich in love. The love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. And instead of, you know, when I start to feel my joy switch go off today, I start to think of some of those scriptures that, mm-hmm. that I've been med- meditating on instead of something else from my history that's tried to destroy my destiny.
2: Amen. Amen. He, I told my daughter that the other day. I was like, okay, if we dwell on the past – it steals our, it steals our future. And so often the enemy wants us to dwell on the past so that we cannot move forward in our destiny. And I think that is so powerful. Well, Lynn, we only have a minute and a half. So tell our viewers how they can get in touch with you and how they can get your book. Perfect. Thank you. Yes. You can go to lynneldridge.com and
3: um, there you can find the book. It's, it's pretty much wherever books are sold, bipolar to beloved. Um, You can contact me through my website. I've got consultations on there, free consultations. I uh, coach people that are interested and I love to run with runners. And I was, I I have people run with me when, when I was barely able to get out of bed. So I'm grateful for that. Amen. And other encouragers like you, Trudy.
2: Well, I just love you. And I hope that we can do this again. I think it's, you know, it's just, great to get God's word out there and, you know, just be able to speak about things like demonic warfare and, um, the weapons of our warfare, you know, and not, not be afraid to speak that. So hopefully we can do this again um, in a week or so. So we'll talk about that. Um, But for those listening, I just want to pray for you. I just want to pray that God's love and grace will just shower you wherever you are right now in the name of Jesus. And that each of you will have a supernatural love encounter with God that rocks your world and changes your life, that you will know, that you know that you know that you are loved by the Most High God, not lacking any good thing. He sees you, He hears you, and He loves you. Thanks for tuning in to The Christian View and make sure you follow us on all social media outlets. We'll see you next time. Take care and God bless.
1: Thanks for listening to the Dr. Trudy podcast. Learn more and get in touch with us at trudysimmons.net. That's trudysimmons.net and help us to reach others with these encouraging messages of hope and inspiration by simply sharing them with your friends on your favorite social media platform. God bless, and thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you again soon, right here on the Dr. Trudy Podcast.